everyone. Welcome to episode 52 of The Elephant in the Room. Uh, I'm your host, Matt Lawson. Um, we're going to go through our daily download of news first. Um, just having a look here. There's not a lot of news. Uh, they're talking about uh, the big red splash, roads closed, insane photo show, muddy hell at Outback Desert Festival. So they're really pumping up the fact that, that there's been a huge amount of rain in Outback Queensland. Generally, this time of the year is when you have a lot of rain in Outback Queensland. I used to work for Dryzerbone selling oil skim raincoats, and this is when they used to get a lot of rain um through now right through to christmas sometimes so nothing overly unusual now the grandmother of the teen killed uh in a police stop in france asked for calm so that is there there's been five or six days of unrest um so the the grandmother of the kid who got um killed is asking for calm um, one of the big stories overnight uh, i don't know who watches cricket but in australian cricket um the ball went through to the keeper um Carey, I think his name is, I can never remember his name. And Bairstow was the English batsman. And the English batsman walked forwards without turning around, without looking at where the ball was, and the keeper rolled the ball and hit the stumps and he's out. And the English are saying you can't really appeal for that. You should have done the sporting thing and said it's not out. Nah, 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 mate. I've played a lot of cricket in my life. If the ball goes through to the keeper and the keeper straight away goes and rolls that ball towards the stumps. It's fair game. It's part of the game. It's actually in play. It's not like he stopped and went to throw it to slips or throw it to another player. He literally caught it and rolled it straight at the stumps because this guy had been walking out of his crease over and over and over and over and over and over again. So if they're trying to get an unfair advantage by walking out of their crease, of course you're going to do it. So, yeah, I think it's fair game. And the uh, Poms have been a bit of a – living up to their name of being whinging Poms. Um now, a woman was killed trying to get help after running out of petrol on a freeway. Now, it's a horrible story, but if you run out of petrol on a major freeway, don't go walking to try and get help. Um, use your phone, try and make a call if you can, rather than walking in the dark, because it can be very, very, very hard to see people on freeways. Um, now, I'm just going to read through here. Public se sector wage cap to be axed in New South Wales within months, so they're looking to get pay rises for all their public sector. Um, in my opinion, they're paying them all off because they all got jabbed and there's a lot of people that are very unwell. Um, the big elephant in the room I'm going to read about today is freedom of speech. Um, I feel like oh, – actually, there's two things. Number one, if anyone's got the Com Commonwealth Bank app, They've now got a carbon footprint tracker on the app. They track your carbon footprint. It says to me I'm using 1,700 kilograms of carbon per month and I have to get it down to 200 kilograms. And I don't do anything untoward. I'm not like a, I don't use guzzling petrol or this or that or the other. So I don't know how I'm going to get my carbon footprint down to what they expect it to be. But uh, they've got it on the Commonwealth Bank app. I'd like to know if you've got a um, banking app, do you have carbon footprint trackers on your app? Now, Commonwealth says you don't have to use the opt-in of it or opt-out of it, but that's for now. What happens when it gets to a point where you can't opt-in or opt-out? What happens then when it becomes something that uh, affects your credit scores if you use too much carbon? And I can see it's going to happen. I can see. You can tell it's going to come. Now, free speech of the right, not welcome, nor free in Victoria. That's what I'm going to read about. That's the elephant in the room, that freedom of speech is being ripped away. Organisers of a Donald Trump Jr. speaking tour are being expected to pay for a police presence at the Melbourne event to keep the audience safe from far-left protesters. Police 
uh, are saying, well, if we're supposed to keep the peace at this speaking venue, you, the tour organisers, have to pay us. Um, So literally they're having Donald Trump Jr. coming to speak in Australia as part of, I think it's part of CPAC, or it might not be, it might be just to come and speak. And the police are saying you must pay us to come and protect you. Now, surely freedom of speech is the most important thing. So the police should be advocating for freedom of speech no matter what the group is and standing there to help. And the groups that are organising these events shouldn't have to pay for their security against protesters. Surely, no matter what it is, if it was a far-left person speaking, if it was a who, whatever group it is, if there were protesters turning up, the police's job is to make sure there's safe passage for people to have freedom of speech. That, that's It's a no-brainer. I don't understand how the police can demand payments from groups to um, protect their freedom of speech. It should be a, a given that in Australia we should have freedom of speech for anyone to be able to say whatever they think and feel. And if protesters are turning up to try to squash that freedom of speech, then the police should be there for the protesters. Uh, sorry, for the people, actually just to make safe passage and allow freedom of speech. And and this should be the case for everyone. I'm not saying it should be more so for the left or more so for the right. It's for everyone. So the big elephant in the room is the police asking for money to keep speech free. It shouldn't be happening that way. We should have freedom of speech in this beautiful country of ours, which is what we were really fighting for over the last, um, you know, 6, 12, 18 months to two years. Um, I went to a really nice, beautiful event last night, actually, um, held by the RDA group. I think I mentioned it in my podcast last night. And the beauty there was everyone gets up and speaks and you get to speak about whatever it is that's on your mind. And we should be having, you know, open conversations all the time about what we we truly believe in. And that's part of what I wanted to talk about tonight is we as a society, we try to put each other down far too much. We, We don't appreciate that each individual should have freedom of speech. Now, the wars that were waged over, you know, World War One, World War Two, was about freedom of speech and freedom of movement and freedom of um, being able to gather in crowds and be around the people that you care about and the people you love. And it's been shot down. And the big thing is worldwide, these governments don't want freedom of speech in the way that we've got it now, because if people talk, people are going to work out really quickly that the government doesn't have their best interests at heart. And That's why we need to fight to continue to have freedom of speech. But when I say fight, I I wanted to talk to you guys. I think the most important thing that we have that changes the whole vibration of the world is coming from a place of love and kindness and caring. Too many times there's anger and and there's yelling and screaming at protests. There's yelling and screaming at events. There's too many people that are right now in a narrative where they're angry against, for instance, LGBT, um, and they're, they're saying that I'm against all of them. They're, they've lost the thought process, some of the people from the, the right side of politics, that they, they what they're fighting for really, in, in essence, is the um, freedom of their children so that children aren't sexually exploited. That's the fight that they should be having, and, and too many people are getting caught up in and seeming like homophobes. And if anyone's like that around me, I, I don't run with those people. I, I think that we can all have a moderate message. We can all get a message out there about what our thought processes are around everything that's happening in the world. But when it comes to extremism, extreme left, extreme right, it seems to come from a place of hate nearly every single time. And we, 
I myself wouldn't associate with that. I associate with a moderate message, and I'm not a conservative either. I, I still, I'm very strong when there's a message that I want to convey, but I do it in a moderate way so I don't lose people. You got to remember when you're having conversations, and, and you know, a lot of us have friends and loved ones that have been in toxic relationships and they're there with a narcissist or they're with someone who's egotistical or horrible if you try to tell them you're with a narcissist you're with someone who's disgusting get out of that they're hurting you they'll stand up and they'll stand their ground if you come from an aggressive state if you come from a state of i just wanted to give you this information to educate yourself on what i think this person's doing to you people tend to then learn a lot more a lot more quickly and this is what i think through the movement in the last two years, a lot of people were very aggressive with saying, this is what's happening. You've got you to look, you've got to listen, you've got to read, you have to do this. If you push someone, they're not going to listen. If you have a moderate message where you have great conversations, intellectual conversations, sitting around a dinner table or, or while you go for a walk or even in podcasts like this, if you have conversations where you say, you know what, I think you're following a, a narrative that's leading you into control. I think you're following a narrative that's going to hurt yourself and your family. Look at the way they're closing the school grounds. This uh, jab hasn't been tested. Um, maybe have a bit of a research. Do some research and look into you know mRNA vaccines. Look into what happened in the past. Have a look at how masks work. If you plant some seeds and give some information for people, they can come to a conclusion much quicker than if you force it down their throat. And this is with everything. And I think that I learned as well as I journeyed along, like with um, the best way to be around people and the best way to interact. And the hard part, part was over the last few years is there's been so much frustration with the uh, propaganda and the push of information onto us that at some stages you do get angry and you do get upset and you just want to scream and yell and rant and whatever else but i truly think that you win a lot more people over with um succinct smart um thoughtful conversations than you do the other way around and i think that's why within my groups within my pages on facebook instagram and other places Whenever someone's come out swinging, yelling, screaming towards me, I've always tried to just have an open conversation with them and try to um, open the dialogue where I can say, look, I understand that you've got a totally different opinion to me, but this is what I think. And I think that if we all come from a place of caring and thought and um, listening, listening is one of the biggest things we can do. If we come from a place where we care about the person who's having the conversation with us, even if we don't agree, then we can find common ground much more quickly. And nearly always you'll find common ground. Even if you have very differing opinions, you will find common ground where you can say, look, we can agree to disagree on these certain things, but there's a, a few things here that I think that we actually are very aligned in. We just didn't know it. We haven't had these conversations before. So keep it in mind. I just thought I'd chat about it tonight because it's something that um, everyone can sort of have a look at the way they handle situations and maybe understand that they can perhaps do things in a better way. Now, uh, today I've got some inspiration. This is our mindful moment. This comes from Tani from Catalyst Bodyworks on Instagram and Facebook. She also has the RestoreMethod.com. That's her website. So this is a little bit of inspiration. Uh, it's a powerful piece that was spotted on Facebook. It's written by Bear Mummy Smith. So thank you to Bear Mummy Smith wherever you are in the world. Light can destroy dark. Dark cannot destroy light. 
Good can destroy evil. Evil cannot destroy good. God can destroy Satan. Satan cannot destroy God. Love can destroy hate. Hate cannot destroy love. Faith can destroy fear. Fear cannot destroy faith. Humility can destroy pride. Pride cannot destroy humility. Charity can destroy greed. Greed cannot destroy charity. Right can destroy wrong. Wrong cannot destroy right. Truth can destroy illusion. Illusion cannot destroy truth. Understanding can destroy ignorance. Ignorance cannot destroy understanding. Awareness can destroy confusion. Confusion cannot destroy awareness. Life can destroy death. Death cannot destroy life. I'm starting to see a pattern here. In moments of uncertainty, it's good to know we are not alone. There are many of us out there, and as more and more people awaken, the numbers are growing. It's always darkest just before dawn. So keep the faith, get lots of rest, hydrate, and do some loving things for yourself. Couldn't have said it better myself, Tani. What a beautiful message to finish tonight on. Now, tomorrow I'll have Pia on for a chat. Um, Pia Kynock, she's an amazing human being. And uh, I hope you guys have a beautiful sleep tonight and wake up fresh and ready for uh, an amazing day tomorrow on your Tuesday. Okay, guys, I'll talk to you again soon. Peace.